everyone and welcome to another one of our team previews of the 2024 world tour season and today we are looking at the juggernaut of sudal quickstep and here to discuss all things sudal quickstep is of course patrick blake of audu cycling and one third of the echelon cycling podcast i mean patrick obviously remco venipal is the big headliner here he's still with the team as well we have no fusion between them and yumbo visma now, what did you make of sudal quickstep it was a good year all in all remco even a pool Yes, he kind of, he didn't have the ultimate success in the Grand Tours, which was to do with GC. He won plenty of Grand Tour stages this year, but the GC did elude him. Of course, the first one was because of COVID, and then the second one was just a massive capitulation on that uh, Tourmalade stage, which was very unfortunate, but it did mean that Avenable was allowed into break. He won the polka dot jersey in the Vuelta as well. Very entertaining. He also won Liège-Bastogne-Liège. So, very good there. And, yeah, I just think that overall it was it was a good year. Of course, they haven't had the cobbled classic success, which they've had in, uh, you know, the past decade or so. The team's definitely in a, a state of sort of changing their personality, I guess you could say, from a cobbled classics team into a... GC team and that's definitely reflected in in their transfers yeah I completely agree but uh, we might as well just run through the headline statistics third in the UCI rankings 55 victories the most since the 2021 season okay there's only one season between that uh, the last victory was Gran Piemonte with Andrea Bajoli a plethora of victories across the board and uh, yeah they've always been one of these teams that can win with not just one rider, with a multitude of riders. Even winning the UAE Tour with Remco Venepol was quite a feat, to say the least. Winning the Deutschland Tour with Van Wilde, for example, third with Lampard at the Renewi Tour, second in Welta Catalonia. Obviously, we got San Sebastian and Liege, Pastor Liege victories for the world champion at that point as well. But yeah, Patrick. Nevertheless, we might as well talk about the transfers. And I mean, Patrick... Plenty of riders coming in. And when you look at it, we discussed it over on the Echelon Cycling Podcast, Gianni Moscon coming to the team. Mikal Landa as well, arriving to support Remco Venepol. Jordi Warlop from the development team. Luke Lampsey, friend of the channel, very fast sprinter. William Leclerc. Leclerc? Uh, I know you're high on him. Antoine Hubert. Hubert. I should have been reading these names. Uh, Gilles... Gellerts from the development team as well and then Paul Manier from the Trinity team that we spoke about actually last week on the Echelon Cycling Podcast and then two more riders one from the development team and one pinching him from the Alpsin the Koenig development team again good testament to the development team we, we've been saying that a lot on on this series and uh, yeah what did you make of those signings? Yeah definitely focused around around Avenapool, and definitely a focus also on the future, I think. Not sort of signing riders who are that established outside of, you know, like, I'd, I'd say, you know, Lander, Moscon are really the only established riders who they're bringing in. they focusing a lot on, yeah, bringing in, like, under-23 riders to, I don't know, just keep the Avenapool project alive for as, as long as possible, definitely thinking long-term, which I like to see. I've... I'd, I don't want it just to be, you know, the Avonpool project just lasts until, you know, 2024, 2025, and then it's just 
you know, all right, now we're just going to do something else. It shows a real long-term commitment and belief in, in Avenapool as a Tour de France champion. But I must admit, with the transfers going out, uh, which I'll go through now, it's, I don't know, I'm not I'm not sure how keen I am because they lost. Seneschal, who, yeah, has been probably a little bit on the more like downhill, I guess, since the l- lack of domination of Sudar Quickstep the last few years. Also losing Jakobsen, Delise Devenens, retired this year. Miha Morkuv, of course, going to help Cavendish. Remy Cavagna, Ballerini, Badjoli, Schmid, Tim de Klerk, Yannick Steinle, Ethan Vernon, and Stan Van Tricht have all gone out of the door. That's a lot of riders. And we'd like us, like we say, Scott, in terms of balance of riders in, riders out. For me, this is this is a step backwards. I know that people have been brought in to support Avonapool specifically, which is good. But in terms of the team depth, this is a big step backwards for me from Sudar Quickstep. I think that you're going. This is a big reliance on Avonapool to get like all of your points. They've only really got one big sprinter now in Tim Malia. I never brought in Lamperty, but like you know, he he wasn't winning a Tour of Britain sprints. I don't see why that's now going to change at the world tour level. I don't know. Am I being overly pessimistic, or are you also seeing this as a bit of a step backwards? I think what you said is so true that their their reliance on Ronco Venipol has just bounced up. It's no longer that multitude of wins. Obviously, he gets a lot of wins outright, but the inexperience that this team will have next year as well, compared to this year, is. Yeah, day and night, and losing, yeah. By Jolly, obviously, surprise finish at Lombardia. Ethan Vernon as well, it, it was a bit like, either you get rid of all your sprinters or or none of them, or, you know, you don't, you're focusing entirely on the Remco Venipol uh, show, but you get, you bring in Lamperty, who's a sprinter, but you get rid of Ethan Vernon, who's already an established superstar talent. So, yeah. And Florence Seneschal, that is, yeah, that is a huge loss for the squad. Can feature in all different kinds of roles. Myro Schmidt, obviously, you're super high on him. Remy Cavani, it's just, yeah, very, very strong riders that they're losing that are like the backbone of a team for a classics team or a Grand Tour team. There's a lot of focus here on people talking about Lander. Of course, he did have a very strong Vuelta this year, yes, but does it not feel like Sudar Quickstep have been searching for this silver bullet domestique for Avonapool. They tried it with Jan Hertz. Hasn't worked. Fausto Masnada, that hasn't worked. And now they're trying it with Lander, Vivarka as well they've tried. It feels like they're just constantly just throwing riders to try and be this ultimate last man to be with Avonapool. And so far, all of them have fallen short. Lander's probably got the best shot of all the riders who they have brought in so far. Definitely because he's not as good of a time trialist as Dave Nepal. He, he fits very well into that second sort of man role, which is quite good. It's a bit like in Formula 1. You don't want to bring in somebody into your team who's also like a winner when you really need like a, just a second driver. Hashtag Paris. But, I mean, Lander has done that role before. He did it for Froome back in 2017. Did a good welter this year, so he's definitely still got the legs. I think you're right. If anyone's going to do it, if well, apart from Seth Kuz, I probably think it's him. But you said he's prone to off day. What if him and Remco have the same off day in a Grand Tour? 
God, it's not even out of the question, to be honest with you. My big question is, obviously we're going to be going into talking about teams and stuff, but they've lost so much depth. And like we said, this reliance on Avenable, I'm looking down my rider list. I just don't know who I'm sending where at this point. I mean, we might as well move on to the first section. This is going to be a depressing one for them. But the monuments, um, yeah, obviously, as we said earlier, it's not the same quick step team that we're used to all out domineering every single part of the monuments almost. Yeah, they still have Julian and Philippe on their books. So former winner Milan San Remo. Almost the winner of Liège, Pastel Liège, and could have been on the podium in the Tour of Flanders in 2020. But in terms of Milan San Remo, how are you seeing their team being laid out? I just don't see it being very successful at all. To be honest with you, you've got, I say, Alaphilippe, who you're going to be hoping is better than he has been in previous years. I'm, I'm not feeling overly optimistic, to be honest with you, even if he did win that Dauphiné stage. Outside of that, I, I literally don't know. Is this going to be a, loop, a bit of a youth project going on? I don't see Merlia making it over this climb. Arguably, one of their more kind of better hopes would be somebody like Casper Pedersen. Do you see anybody in this team being kind of the San Remo winner? Because I don't. Nah, I think we've got too many stronger riders on, in other teams, Ghana. Van der Poel, Wout van Aert, I, I don't think this is where we're finding the winner. Maybe a cheeky top 10. That is probably their best hope. This year, their best place was Julien Philippe 11th and then Bellarini in 12th. So so Philippe finished last in that group, that second group. And if he can't beat the likes of Steuben, uh, Turgis, Paulus, well, Mespil isn't that's a bad one, but the Sankaran isn't. Uh, okay, a lot of those guys are actually good in the previous editions, but I just mean, I think a top 10 is probably more realistic than any top result from them. I mean, let's talk about their Cobalts team, you know, the Flanders and Roubaix. This is a team which has been synonymous for literally a decade through the years of Bonin and Gilbert, Terpstra, etc., etc. And, uh, and now I look at this team and I'm like, okay, well, we've got Asgreen and Lampard still, but the Cobble team has really been gutted, I think. He was actually their best card at uh, Ronde last year, seventh place. He did seem, uh, yeah. think about it, he did seem a lot better. He had a glimpse of form again. Yeah, but at the same time, this is a guy who's won this race in the past. So all of a sudden now thinking, oh, let's try to get a top 10. That just doesn't feel quite on par. Yeah, him and Lampard will be leading alongside, I don't know, Merlier, Moscon, Casper Pedersen, Van Leiberger, Czerny. Here's an interesting question for you. With this new reliance upon Remco Avenapool to do everything, would you send Avenapool to the Tour of Flanders? Yeah, why not? Could he, could he do, well, I guess if you do send him, would you expect him to be competitive? Or do you think this is just like an unnecessary risk and it's not exactly the safest race in the world when you got guys like Mychuk coming in like a top beat you know and he hasn't got the level of experience that now Tarabagacha has he has two years of it already and being a winner so yeah probably not but it would be cool I, I would have loved to have seen him last year imagine seeing the world champion winning the Ronde van Landren a Belgian rider I think all of Belgium would have just had like a national holiday the next day 
by that logic, we're not sending him to Roubaix either because that would be an even worse decision. I I, I don't I don't want to see Cedar Quickstep just become this null team in in the Cobble Classics after so many years of being competitive. That just feels really uncharacteristic. Yeah, I agree. Liège uh, Bastien Liège though wins with Remco Venepol two years in a row. Very dominant this year, winning as the world champion and. Yeah, okay, Tabgacha crashed out, but that's not his fault. You can only beat who's on the road, and he absolutely wiped the floor with everyone. Yeah. Could he make it a hat-trick? Yeah, why not? I think, I mean, Pogaccio will be there, Roglic will probably be there. There's going to be a lot of competition, but I do think that Avenapol, backed up by Alaphilippe and Matsnada, Van Vilder, Vavarka, Van Zevenant. It's a very strong team, and I think it's probably going to be one of the strongest on the day. I could only really see UAE fielding a team which has got a similar level of strength. So I think Avenapol's got every shot of making this a, a triple Liège Baston Liège for sure. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think at the moment he's only down for Liège, but whether he would go to a La Flesh Valone or an Amstel Gold race as well, I don't, I'm not too sure. Um, based upon recent years that won't be the case but I would like to see this other I'd like to see an Amstel or a I mean he has done Brabant Spell in years gone by I mean Ilumbari we might as well focus on that we would love to see Romko Venopal win that after his connection with the race in 2020 when he had that terrible crash yeah the best result obviously a podium finish with Bajoli last year and uh, yeah who do you kind of think we're sending there. Obviously, we haven't gone through the Grand Tour team, so that yeah, is it Mari van Sevenant? Yeah, I guess I guess it could be. But the advantage being that Avonapool will do sort of. I think he could definitely do an Ardennes block because he's not doing the Giro, so he won't have to worry about the fatigue going into the Giro. He's got that Ardennes block, then he can do the Tour, and then he can do kind of like Italian races towards the end. So. I'd expect that Avonapool will go there. He finished ninth at Lombardia this year. I'd expect probably more from him this year, considering that he'll be coming off of, you know, not he won't be coming off of the Vuelta. And then, yeah, him, maybe Alaphilippe, Jan Hertz, Van Savenant, like you say. I'd like to maybe give a shot to William Junior Lecaf. He, of course, won the under-23 version of this race this year. So it'd be good to see maybe a couple of these youngsters get enlisted as well into into the team maybe not just focus solely on on just like Avonapool but yeah spread out the opportunities as well but anyways moving on to the Giro d'Italia obviously last year Remco Avenapool taking two stage wins the two time trials and looked very strong before that COVID test as you said or testing positive for COVID but nevertheless if we assume as you mentioned that Remco Avenapool is going to the Tour de France finally even though he should have gone last year but I won't dwell on that too much. Well, who are you actually sending here? We still have Tim Merlier in the squad as well, desperately wanting something. But yeah, the cards are yours. You're Patrick Lefebvre, not Patrick Blake. <laughs> um, I think you're right, Merlier. I think, yeah, you got to send him to the Giro, considering that I, I presume the tour will just be solely around Avonapool. That's what I'm guessing. Unless they decide to put Merlier in there as well which would literally leave us with scraps for the rest of the Grand Tours yeah in my opinion Merlier goes to the Giro alongside a lead out 
train, which will probably include somebody like Catania. It'll probably include maybe Moscon, Casper Pedersen, Van Leyberger. Pretty much what's left of their lead-up train will, will likely go there. You're going to need some climbers in here as well, but you don't want to use the climbers who are going to be supporting Avenapool in the tour. Somebody like Hertz, Lander... And Vivac will probably go to the tour, so maybe you send Van Saven on to the Giro and give him a bit of freedom to do his own thing. After all, for a few years, he's just really been tied to other people. Maybe James Knox could go to the Giro as well. Maybe he's got a little bit of leadership in him as well. He could do a bit of like a Dunbar from 2023. But what about all these youngsters, Scott? All these neo-pros who have come in there's a lot of them here where it feels like it's going to be hard to avoid putting at least a couple of them into a Grand Tour squad. Do you think any of them get a look in here? You know, especially some of the more higher caliber ones like a Le Caf or, or a Lamperty. Maybe Lamperty could go to the Vuelta. Well, lead our man for Merlier. I'm not sure if he's good enough to win just yet. He's going to definitely need some races, I think, in the early part of the year to sort of, I don't know, settle in. Yeah, no, I definitely think you're right. Let's just chuck two or three. I mean, they sh this is what they should do. You say you normally reserve the welter to that, but yeah, given the team and their focus this year, I definitely think this is the time to do it. Maybe put all your eggs in the Merlier basket and then have a couple of Neo pros and then one or two more senior climbers like you were alluding to. Why are you sending Van Wilder, by the way? Because he is desperately tired of being a domestic to Remco. Yeah, I was literally just going to say that, actually. You beat me to it. Uh, I guess he goes to the tour, but just as a domestic, and then maybe he gets to Vuelta as his own leadership opportunity, whilst David Napool's doing Italian races and stuff like that. He will become like the second leader of, of this team, I believe, if, as long as he just kind of hangs hangs in with the team you know he's probably not he's not gonna get past even but he could be his right hand man and i think that he will be given his own grand tours in the years to come uh we might as well commit entirely to the tour de france we've alluded to it throughout this whole video as you said lander great leader man uh great rider we're big fans of lander but just sometimes it's very hard to be a lander fan who else? Catania? Or do you want to send him to the Giro? Kespa Eskain, you can go in there as well. Moscon, Masnada, yeah, Lovaka, as you said. Lapart. Yeah. Peter Seri. Yeah, I, th I think that there's, yeah, you, you want your experienced rulers of Asgreen and Lampart in here for sure to just like pilot around on the flats. Yeah, maybe Moscon or a Casper Pedersen gets in here as well as like a third one. I think that and David Nepal, I think that's a really strong team, actually. Um it's probably the best team that the that this Sudar Quick Step can can field. Yeah, I agree. Well, the Wild Spania. Uh sorry. We have to put Van Vilder, I think, goes here as well. I think Lamperty goes here as a sprinter. And actually somebody who I'd like to see at the Welter this year is Martin Svercek. The kind of I don't know Sagan regen if you could call him that he came third at the under 23 world champs road race this year but I think that Svercek's kind of like the real deal he's only signed on to this team until the end of 2024 I think Svercek is going to need to prove himself this year and I think that the world could definitely be a place where he could 
pick up a couple of top tens. But anyways, Patrick, now coming to the final part of this team review. First question, are they going to win a cobble monument? And second, is Remco Venepol going to win the Tour de France? I'm going to say no on both occasions. I was going to say no as well. So you can't be the mean now. I'm the mean. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just don't see them winning. I think Avonapool is more likely to win a tour than they are to win a Cobble Classic monument. But Avonapool of a tour is just such a... He's, he's such a rogue one. You just don't know if he's going to have a bad day. There's plenty of stages which scream Avonapool capitulation. You think he's going to win a stage? He seems to have a pretty good conversion of winning stages to Grand Tour appearances. Yeah, I think he'll win. He could definitely win two stages, I think. He can win both for TTs, probably, as uh, so long as he makes it all the way through. Yeah, I think they'll have a good Tour de France, but I don't see Remco winning. And yeah, we might as well do how many stages do you think they're going to win in each one? I think in the Giro, they're probably going to take three. In the Tour, two. And in the Welter, zero. I think they're going to take four in the Giro. Oh, is this all Tim Mullier? Oh, pretty much. Um, Get that quid in now. Four in the Giro, I think they'll get one in the Tour, and I think they will get one in the Vuelta. And in terms of best monument performance, which one do you think it's going to be? Is it Liège? It'll probably be Liège or Lombardia with with Ave Nepal. Is he winning a monument this year? I don't think he will. I think there's going to be so much focus on the Tour as like that other things might fall as a bit of a, a, a footnote to him and just be like, oh, I don't know. But that doesn't matter because it's all about the tour. And then, and then he won't win the tour, and then everything will go wrong. Do you think they're going to get less or more victories than the 2023 season? I think less. 55 is a lot. I think they're going to get like far less. 30. It's going to be even slapish. So I was going to say like 20 ish. Well, I'm just looking at their team. Who's who's winning? Who's winning in this team? Avonapool's a winner. Murdia's a winner. seven. Merlier takes seven. Yeah, but we're trying to get to 50. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, just, it's no way that two guys are going to do that. Maybe Lander picks up a couple. And maybe the odds kind of victory from like an Asgreen or a Catania, Alaphilippe, etc. But I just don't see the numbers adding up. There's no way they're going to get towards 50. Where do you think Aiden Nepal, if you don't think he's going to win, where do you think he'll finish him at all? Seventh. Seventh. I can't remember. I swear, I must. I must have said where he, I think he was going to finish in a previous video, either on the echelon or on something that we've said here on Insight and Extra. Now I'll go with fifth. That's basically it for this video or podcast. If you're listening over on the on Spotify, make sure to give us a five star review if you haven't already. If you haven't already, check out Patrick's two channels. How do cycling and Le Green Hatter as well. And we have the Echelon Cycling Podcast as well. Thank you for watching. And of course, as always, we will see you in the next one.